Have you been affected by the suicide death of a beloved friend or family member? If so, you're probably facing many unanswered questions. We hope to discuss some of them today. This is What My Son's Death by Suicide Taught Me About Life with your host, Marshall Adler. Marshall lost his own son, Matt, at the age of 32 and has since dedicated his life to talking to people who have also been affected by suicide. Now, here is Marshall Adler. My name is Marshall Adler. I want to thank you so much for listening to this show. This show is about my journey after the suicide death of my son, Matthew Stephen Adler, on July 22nd, 2018. I am on a journey I never thought I would ever take. This is a journey I never want anyone else to ever experience. It, it, this journey, however, has taught me some amazing life lessons. I now invite you to join me on this journey of loss, survival, and redemption so that you may learn some important life lessons. You will have an incredible opportunity to hear stories of some amazing people that could change your life forever. Today's first episode will deal with my story of loss, survival, and redemption. Future episodes will be interviewing many amazing, incredible people to hear their stories. But I want to start today's episode with stories that I have learned after the passing of my son, Matt. I want to tell you about some amazing people that we should all think about daily. One of these amazing people I want to talk about is Alan Kruger. He served as the chairman of President Obama's Council of Economic Advisors. Allen was not only an economic professor at Princeton University, he was a key player in developing the economic policy that prevented the Great Recession of 2008 from turning into a worldwide depression. Another incredible person I want you to know about is Kelly Caitlin, who was an Olympic cyclist who won a silver medal at the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. As if this was not enough for one person to accomplish at, in, in, at the very young age of her early 20s, Kelly was also a graduate student in computational mathematics at Stanford University. Tyler Holinsky was the backup quarterback for the Washington State University football team who came off the bench in the third quarter when his team was down by 21 points and then proceeded to throw three touchdown passes en route to an incredible 47 to 44 triple overtime victory over Boise State. This was such an amazing comeback that 
there was a picture of Tyler being carried off the field by his team and the adoring crowd that was actually used in the lead story about Tyler in Sports Illustrated. Gregory Ells was the executive director of counseling and psychological services at the Ivy League School, the University of Pennsylvania. Based on his excellent work at another Ivy League school, Cornell University, he was specifically hired by the University of Pennsylvania to lead the department that helps students grow both professionally and personally. All of these incredible, amazing people have one thing in common with another amazing person I now want to tell you about, my son, Matt Adler. The thing they all have in common with my son, Matt, is that all of these incredible people I just told you about all died by suicide. Alan Kruger was 48, excuse me, Alan Kruger was 58 years old when he passed away. Kelly Caitlin was 23 years old when she passed away. Tyler Holinsky was 21 years old when he passed away. Gregory Ells was 52 years old when he passed away. And lastly, I will tell you that my son, Matt Adler, was 32 years old when he passed away. I never had the honor of meeting Alan Kruger. I never had the honor of meeting Kelly Caitlin. I never had the honor of meeting Tyler Holinsky. I never had the honor of meeting Gregory Ells. But based on everything I read about them, they seemed like extraordinary people who led incredible, extraordinary lives. I would now like to tell you about another person who led an extraordinary life, somebody who I am intimately familiar with for his entire life, my son, Matt Adler. Before I tell you about Matt, though, I think it's very important that we all realize that we, as a society, are losing our best and our brightest to, to suicide. This is an epidemic that our society has to address head on. To illustrate this, I want you to hear some incredibly sobering, sad statistics that we just received from the United States government concerning the suicide epidemic in the United States. According to the United States government, based on data received from the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Controls and Prevention, and from the NCHS, the National Center for Health Statistics, life expectancy in the United States declined again in the most recent reporting year, 2017. It's a bleak report that shows that the nation is in the grip of a suicide crisis and epidemic. This data 
continued the longest sustained decline in expected lifespan in a century. This is an appalling performance not seen in the United States since World War I, 1915 through 1918. That four-year period that included World War I also included the flu pandemic, which was called the Spanish flu, that killed approximately 675,000 people in the United States and estimates of as high as 50 million people worldwide. The statistics more alarmingly show that the suicide rate has been particularly pronounced among women, even though most people who die by suicide are male. The female suicide rate rose by 53% from 1999 up until the last reported year of 2017. The suicide rate for men increased by 26% during that same period. Past CDC data has shown a particularly worrisome increase among teenage girls. The suicide rate for teenage girls between 2010 and 2016 rose by approximately 70%. Let me say that again. Past CDC statistics has shown that among teenage girls, the suicide rate arose approximately 70, 70% between 2010 and 2016. Clearly, these numbers should shock the conscious and should be a call for our society to directly, quickly, and effectively try to prevent the suicide epidemic from increasing. I would now like to tell you the story of one of these people listed in these future suicide statistics, my son, Matthew Stephen Adler. Matt's warmth and gentleness were apparent early in his life, as evidenced by the fact that in grade school, he was called the comforter, since he was constantly consoling his classmates to help them with their troubles. Due to his unique ability to provide this help, he was awarded, he was awarded the American Legion Award for Citizenship when he was only 13 years old. Matt's love of movies was the driving force of his life as he grew older. In order, in order to further his dream of being a Hollywood film director, Matt attended film school in both Florida and California. Matt's knowledge of film history was legendary since he was a walking Wikipedia of movie knowledge. Although Matt's life was tragically cut short, he was well on the way on his journey to become a Hollywood film director. The only thing Matt loved more than movies was his family. Matt was a fantastic older brother to his younger brother, David, throughout his life. 
He was not only David's teacher in the fine art of movie appreciation, he was David's biggest fan. Matt was called Mahatma at a young age, like Mahatma Gandhi, because of his great soul. He might have lost the battle with longevity with his tragic death, but he won the war of living a life of love, compassion, and caring. Matt led the life epitomized by Walt Whitman's call for men to be made of steel and velvet. He was strong like steel to fight the good fight every day of his life, and he had an enormous amount of velvet to be the kindest, most compassionate, caring person on the planet. Although he will be forever truly missed by those fortunate enough to know him, he will continue to live on in all of us. As stated by writer Jack Kerouac, Matt's life is now epitomized by this statement. I hope it is true that a man can die and yet not only live in others, but give them life. And not only life, but that great consciousness of life. Truer words were never spoken of the extraordinary life of Matthew Stephen Adler. As an example of Matt's life, I'd like to quote another American original humorist, Will Rogers. Will Rogers' quote that I want to tell you about clearly epitomized the life of Matthew Stephen Adler. Will Rogers stated, quote, get someone else to blow your horn and the sound will carry twice as far, close quote. Matt accomplished many incredible things in his lifetime. And he took the words of Will Rogers very seriously because he never, ever blew his own horn. He was content to help others throughout his life, never asking anything in return. What I want to do now is take a short break and tell you a story about Matt that clearly epitomizes the words of Will Rogers in Matt's life. Thank you for listening and talk to you after the short break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? 
Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Empowerment Channel. entertainment news from a kid's perspective tune into kids first coming attractions on voice america's empowerment channel the kids first film critic review all the latest movies tv shows and digital media before they're released interview celebrities and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch our reporters ages 8 to 21 bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into What My Son's Death by Suicide Taught Me About Life. If you'd like to send Marshall Adler a question or comment that can be addressed privately or on a future program, please send an email to marshalontheradio at gmail.com. That's marshalontheradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. I would now like to tell you a story that epitomized the life of Matt Adler. When Matt was in high school, there was a very famous person that was coming to his school. The school needed somebody to be the ambassador to take this person around, show them the school, and spend the day with them. Matt was chosen to be that person. Matt spent the day with this very famous person, talking to them, taking them around, introducing them to the school. After Matt did this and he came home that night, I asked him, how was it? He said it was a wonderful experience. It was one of the most enjoyable days of his life. and He'll never forget it. He was incredibly understated as to what happened that day. The next day, we learned that the school contacted us because they wanted to give this famous person who spent the day with Matt, Matt's home address. This famous person was so impressed by Matt's compassion, love of life, and kindness, they wanted to send him a personalized thank you note for the day they spent together. 
after Matt passed away, we were going through his personal effects and we found this letter. What I want to do now is read this letter to you. I'm quoting the letter. Dear Matt, thank you very much for your kindness to my family. You, by your sense of nature, showing us through the school, allowed us to have a most memorable visit. I wish you every blessing in life as you continue your work on your goal of helping people throughout your lifetime. You have such a beautiful spirit. Sharing that with others will be an enormous contribution to our society. Again, thanks for giving us such a wonderful day at your wonderful school. Signed, your real neighbor, Fred Rogers. Who was Fred Rogers? Anybody who ever watched PBS knows that Fred Rogers was Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the man who basically helped generations of children to lead happy, meaningful, compassionate lives. He was impressed by Matt's compassion, kindness, and warmth. Looking at this letter is a testament of the life that Matt Adler led. Who can ever possibly get a greater recommendation of a life well lived than Matt got from Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? After high school, Matt wanted to follow his dream to become a movie director. He attended film school in both Florida and California. I say California because Matt knew in order to truly follow his dreams to become a movie director, it was necessary to move to California. He did so in 2015. He was fortunate enough to have some very good friends that he knew from Orlando who lived in the San Diego area. He was able to move out there, start a wonderful life, and continue his education in film school. He was able to meet many wonderful friends that helped him both personally and professionally. We traveled to California many times to visit Matt and met many of his friends. We were so proud of the life that he had formed in California and we were so proud to see him begin his journey to be a movie director. He was working on projects with various people that he was going to be able to publish on various platforms to hopefully start his movie career. Unfortunately, in July of 2018, my mother, Matt's grandmother was very ill. Matt came home toward the Orlando, Florida area 
in early July 2018 to say goodbye to his beloved grandmother, who he called Mamie. He did so because she was getting ready to enter hospice for the end of her life. Matt came home and spent almost a week seeing my mother, seeing his family, seeing his friends, and we had a wonderful time, even though it was a very bittersweet occasion, because we knew he was saying goodbye to my mother. In hindsight, we never knew that he was also saying goodbye to us because that was the last time we actually saw him. I took Matt to the airport on July 9th, 2018 to fly back to San Diego because he had business that he had to finish up before my mother's passing. We didn't know when that was going to happen, so he was going to fly back to San Diego and come back when my mother passed away. On the trip to the airport, we obviously talked about life and death because my mother was dying. It was one of the most philosophical conversations I ever had with my son, Matt. I told him that I was so proud of him because he was living the life he always wanted to live. He, he told me that he was happy, he loved his life in California, had great friends, had a great personal life, had a great professional life because he was doing things that he loved. I was so proud to hear him say that he learned how to handle any and all of the challenges life could throw at him. He said, it's not what happens to you in life, it's how you cope with it. As a parent, this is music to your ears. This is exactly what you want to hear from your children. Matt always told me that whenever he saw a movie with a, quote, Hollywood ending where the people lived happily ever after, he always was a little bit skeptical about the director. He said the truly great directors would not have said, cut, and end the movie at happily ever after. Matt always told me that the truly great directors would continue to shoot the film to show the realities of life. Life after, happily ever after, would have ups, it would have downs, it would have victories, it would have defeats, it would have life, it would have death. And Matt felt that the directors that actually continued the film and didn't say cut at the point of happily ever after were truly the directors that clearly showed what life was about. If you took the life of Matt Adler and showed me and Matt hugging each other at the airport and Matt telling me, I'll see you soon, and me telling Matt, I'm so proud of you, Matt. We'll see you really soon. If you said cut right there, everybody would say they lived happily ever after. But again, Matt would tell us today 
keep the film rolling. Show how life unfolds with the good and with the bad because it is more real. Life has ups, life has downs, and the great movie directors that Matt respected continued to show that. So as a tribute to Matt, I want to continue the film rolling. I'm not gonna say cut and end the movie as Matt and I hugged each other at the airport and he lived happily ever after. Because unfortunately, Matt passed away less than two weeks later on July 22nd, 2018. Two days after Matt passed away, on July 24th, 2018, we were at the funeral home and cemetery that we never thought we'd be there picking out a headstone and gravesite for our son, Matt. While I was at the funeral home and cemetery, I got the call, again, this was two days after Matt passed away, that my mother just died. After I heard that, I was just numb. I had lost my son and my mother within 48 hours of each other. After hearing this, we actually, me and my wife Debbie, we actually went to the gravesite we just purchased for our son Matt, which was right next to my father, Matt's grandfather, and my mother, Matt's grandmother, who just passed away. We were standing at the gravesite looking at where our son was going to be laid to rest. And I told my wife, Debbie, that we had to take a vote right here, right now. I always felt that the loss of a child was the worst thing that could happen to anybody never thinking that it would ever happen to our family, but it did. And we had to make a decision if we were going to spend the rest of our lives as a tribute to the wonderful life led by our son, Matt Adler. I told my wife, Debbie, we got to make a decision right here, right now. Let's take a vote. Do we vote to live? life to the fullest as a tribute to our son, Matt. We looked at each other in the eye and we both voted yes. We're gonna live a life of meaningful tribute to our son, Matt. After Matt's passing, I learned of many other people who were in a similar situation that we were with a trying to figure out how to survive the loss of a child. I wanna tell you one of these stories. There was a man named Leland that I learned about. He lost his only son at age 15. He was devastated. Although Leland was very wealthy, very successful, and very well known, he did not know 
how to survive the loss of his only child. He was so well known that he actually was the governor of the state he lived in. But he was so devastated by the loss of his only son, he wasn't sure if he could go on. After talking to his wife the way Debbie and I talked, he decided to adopt every child in his state by starting a school in the name of his son who passed away, Leland Jr. This little school that Leland started in honor of his son who passed away at age 15 might be a school that you heard of because the official name of the school is the Leland Stanford Junior University, otherwise known as Stanford University, one of the finest universities in the world with one of the finest medical schools, law schools, anywhere in the world that has positively affected millions of people through its good work in medicine, law, technology. I think the lesson of Leland Stanford is to take a loss such as he sustained and such as our family, our family sustained with the loss of Matt and make it a positive tribute to your lost loved one. We will now take a short break and I'd like to tell you more about my incredible son, Matt Adler, when we come back. Thanks for listening. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you satisfied with your life? Do you know that more should be possible? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the creators of Access, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. Our program offers pragmatic tools to change things in your life that you haven't been able to change until now. What if all of life could come to you with ease, joy, and glory? Tune in to Access Consciousness Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the Empowerment Channel. 
entertainment news from a kid's perspective? Tune into Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America's Empowerment Channel. The Kids First Film Critic Review, all the latest movies, TV shows, and digital media before they're released. Interview celebrities and share all that and more so you can make informed decisions about what you select to watch. Our reporters, ages 8 to 21, bring you a kid's perspective on media targeted for kids and families. Kids First Coming Attractions plays every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into What My Son's Death by Suicide Taught Me About Life. If you'd like to send Marshall Adler a question or comment that can be addressed privately or on a future program, please send an email to marshalontheradio at gmail.com. That's marshalontheradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. I would now like to tell you about how we truly appreciated so many of our friends and loved ones who reached out to us after Matt's passing. Many of these people lost children themselves, and many of these people lost loved ones to suicide, and their words were great comfort to us. But I specifically want to tell you about my Aunt Eve. My Aunt Eve called me up after Matt's passing and talked to me about her loss. Her son, Jeff, my first cousin, was a phenomenal human being who was a medical doctor who saved many, many, many people through his good work. Unfortunately, at the young age of 37, he contracted stomach cancer and passed away. My Aunt Eve told me words that I'll never forget. She told me that seeing her son Jeff try to fight this stomach cancer that took his life and was unbelievably painful to deal with was heartbreaking. She thought that she didn't want to see her son in pain fighting this deadly disease. After Jeff succumbed to this horrific illness, she realized that Jeff was a gift from God for 37 years, and she just did not want to see him in pain any longer. And she told me that Matt was a gift from God for 32 years, and you, she said, Marshall, you just should be happy that you didn't want to see him in pain any longer. Of all the words that anybody said to us after Matt's passing, that meant as much as anything. And I keep those words near to my heart every single day. In order to give you an essence of what Matt's life was like with our family, I'd like to give you some words of Matt's brother, David, and myself. 
These were the words that were spoken by us as eulogies at Matt's funeral. I'd first like to give you the words of his brother, David. Matt, my brother, my best friend, I honestly don't know what to say. I can't tell you how much this is killing me. I am standing here as your brother filled with regret. Regret they didn't pick up the phone to call you more often. Regret they didn't check in more often to see how you were doing. Regret that I, could, that, I, that I could have done something more. I wish you would have reached out to me when you were in this dark place. Perhaps I, it should have been me to reach out to you. Even though it pains me to be up here giving a eulogy to a life cut short, I need to tell you, Matt, about things that were left unsaid between us. As a child, I had a fear of being alone at, dark, at, at night in the dark. For some reason, which I can't explain to this day, I just couldn't be by myself at night. Knowing this, you allowed me to sleep next to you every night for years. I always felt comforted being near my older brother. You never judged me for doing this. You always had the door open and pillow ready for me to sneak into your room. I never thanked you for this. So here I am telling you how much I appreciated you protecting me as a child. I could not have asked for a better older brother. Our early years together were great. They were truly the best years of my life, whether that was watching movies together or listening to great music. You had a passion and incredible knowledge of the arts that represented your love for life and your remarkable intelligence. I don't know much about theology, about God or the devil, heaven or hell. I have no idea where you are, whether you're looking down upon us now or simply non-existent. Nevertheless, the most important thing I need to say up here to you today is that, Matt, I love you. I hope you're in a better place. I hope I get to see you again one day. I hope we can sit around and watch movies together. I hope I will see your smile once again. Even though your early departure hurts me like a dagger through the heart, I take solace in our memories with each other. Despite the bad times, it's actually the good times that had the greatest impact on me. Your wisdom and advice about life will always stick with me. Yes, you departed too soon, but you didn't leave us empty-handed. You left us with all your light beneath your shadow, whether you knew it or not. Despite what you might have thought, Matt, it was actually your triumphs, not your failures, that defined you. It was your strength, not your weaknesses, that was the core of your soul. It was your passion for the arts, not your depression, that defined your identity. I wish you saw yourself in this light. I will never pretend to understand your pain, Matt, but I'm here to tell you my, pers my perspective. That is all I can do. I don't know how to leave you. I guess there is no good way to leave a loved one. It often feels like all there remains is a mix of pain, guilt, and memories. But despite, but despite the heartache, I do have gratitude. I have gratitude for, for you being in my life, Matt. I have gratitude for you being the best older brother I could ever ask for. So in the spirit of things that are left unsaid between us, here I am saying thank you, Matt. You are part of me now forever. 
and I will carry you with me for the rest of my days. Matt, I love you. Again, that is a testament to the type of life that Matt Adler led and the influence that he had on people, including his younger brother. I would now like to tell you my words that I used at Matt's funeral to describe his life. It was at the temple that he was bar mitzvahed. So I started out by telling people as follows. I stood on this exact spot almost 19 years ago to the day when Matt was being bar mitzvahed. I'd like to report to you what I said to Matt on that day. 13 years ago, Matt, I said, Matt, when you were born 13 years ago, I was reminded of the Walt Whitman quote, we need men made of steel and velvet. I'm proud to know that 13 years later, I have a son who not only made his family proud, but would have made Walt Whitman proud as well. Like Mahatma Gandhi, who was called, who was called Mahatma because of his great soul, you have an eternal great soul. I know whatever lies ahead for you in your life, I know you will continue to be forever the warm, loving, and caring person you are today, the day you became a man. We love you and are very proud of you. I then stated, I can now report to all of you 19 years after I first spoke these words to my son, Matt, that they are as true today as the day I first said them. For those of you who are fortunate enough to know Matt, you all know how much Matt loved movies. For those of you who never met Matt, I will give you personal insight of Matt's movie knowledge history. He literally was a human Wikipedia of movie knowledge. Whenever Matt saw me late at night binge eating chocolate in the kitchen, he would put his hands on my face and say, quote, I knew it was you, Fredo, close quote. For any movie buff, they know that this is, of course, the famous line in Godfather Part Two. To illustrate Matt's incredible knowledge of movie history, Matt would continue to tell me that the actor who played Fredo and who unfortunately died at age 42 was the only actor to appear in five films that were all nominated for the Academy Award for Best Pictures. The Godfather, The Godfather Part Two, The Conversation, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter. Matt was able to impart all this obscure movie knowledge to me at 1 a.m. in the kitchen as both of us stood in our underwear. It was amazing. Matt's sense of humor was legendary by the many times I would ask Matt to do a household chore and Matt would answer me by imitating the voice of the Hale 9000 computer from the Stanley Kubrick film, sci-fi classic, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Matt would state, sorry, I cannot do that, which was the exact line used by the computer to the ship commander when the computer was trying to take control of the spaceship. This would make both of us laugh hysterically. We all know the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. The film stars Jimmy Stewart as George Bailey, who, like Matt, devoted his life to helping others. Through no fault of his own, his life had taken a downward turn so that he attempted suicide, but he was saved by Clarence, his guardian angel, who shows him all the lives that George Bailey touched and how their lives would have been worse if George Bailey had never been born. This past week, our family has been contacted by scores of people who wanted to tell us how Matt Adler affected their lives for the better. Many of these people 
I not only never met, I never even heard Matt speak of them. This made me realize that Matt was a Jewish version of George Bailey. The only difference was that Matt got the tributes to his life later than Jimmy Stewart did as George Bailey. If Matt was here today, he would tell us that this was because Jimmy Stewart probably had a better agent than Matt did. This is a joke. It was okay to laugh. If Matt could talk to us today, I would know two movies he'd want us to watch to comfort us. The first would be The Perfect Storm, which starred George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg, whose characters were commercial fishermen killed at sea by the perfect storm of 1991. Matt quoted the lines from the last scene on the boat at least 100 times to me, showing his determination and his grit. As the ship is going down, Mark Wahlberg smiles and tells George Clooney, hey, it was a hell of a fight, to which George Clooney replies and smiles, let's get out of here, as they both go down with the ship. Matt would also tell us to watch Ghost, which starred Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. The plot concerns a young woman whose ghost of her murdered lover is attempting to save her from harm. In the last scene, Demi Moore's character is finally able to see and hear the ghost played by Patrick Swayze. As he is leaving this world, he says the following words that Matt would tell us today if he could. I will miss you. I love you. I always loved you. It's amazing. The love inside, you take it with you. A few days before Matt's funeral, I got a call from some of his closest friends in California to tell me that they were planning a celebration of life tribute in Matt's honor. They were planning to watch some of Matt's all-time favorite movies and then have eulogies and speeches made in Matt's honor by people who were most touched by the life led by Matt Adler. The problem was they were trying to find a bigger a, a venue big enough for the celebration since they could not accommodate all the people who wanted to speak on Matt's behalf as to how they were touched for the better by his life. So there's one more movie scene that Matt would want us to remember today from one of the all-time classics. The Wizard of Oz. Whenever Matt talked this movie, he always made sure that I remembered that the score for the Academy Award for Best Original Song, Over the Rainbow, was written by Harold Arlen, who was a son of a Jewish cantor and was from Buffalo, New York, just like me, his father. This always amazed me how Matt knew this information. I thought, who else but Matt Adler would have known this fact? The scene that Matt would want us to remember is when the Wizard of Oz finally gives a tin man his heart and tells him, quote, a heart is not judged by how much you are, a heart is not judged by how much you love, but how much you are loved by others, close quote. Based on these sage words from the Wizard of Oz, the life of Matthew Adler was a gift that all of us who knew and loved him were so fortunate to be a part of. He had the biggest, kindest, the most compassionate heart in the world. Matt lived a life that not only made his family, loved ones, and friends extremely proud, but would have made the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz 
extremely proud of him as well. I would like to close by saying thank you and God bless Matt Adler. Although those words were spoken over a year ago, I still think about Matt every single day and still grieve him. I'm asked almost on a daily basis, how am I surviving the loss of my son? This makes me think of the immortal speech given by Lou Gehrig at Yankee Stadium on July 4th, 1939, just after he received the diagnosis of having ALS, a fatal disease that killed him less than two years later. He stated, quote, Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, close quote. I would like to close today's episode with the same quote that I wanted to use for being the father of Matt Adler. I will tell you, quote, today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, close quote. I had the honor and the privilege and this distinct enjoyment to be the father of Matt Adler for the 32 years he was on this planet. I would like to thank you all so much for listening to today's first episode. I do want to tell you that if you or someone you know is struggling, please get medical help immediately by calling 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next time with some fascinating guests who will tell about their story of loss, survival, and redemption. Thank you very much and talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to What My Son's Death by Suicide Taught Me About Life. We hope we've given you some insight concerning the issues of surviving and thriving after the suicide death of a loved one during our program today. Please join your host, Marshall Adler, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you have a good week.